Today's daf is daf Chav Gimel, page 23 in Mesechta Mayed Katan. And we pick up from Tanu Rabbanon, Ovel Shabbos Rishon. Okay, it is six lines from the top of the page, the first word on the line. And we're going to get into, for the rest of this Amud, the halachis of the seven days, the 30 days, uh, various halachas that people need to do and know that pertain to uh, the Avelus. And then we're going to get into a very interesting discussion, comes Amud Bez, about when we don't, fa- when we don't uh, mourn on Shabbos, does that mean that there's no mourning whatsoever on Shabbos? It's not even considered a day of Avelus? Or is it that there's a day of Avelus, you're just not permitted to publicly publicly mourn. So that's going to be the primary conversation come Amud base. Let's get going. The rabbis learn so should we. Avel, a mourner. Shabbos Rishayna. The first Shabbos. Now the first Shabbos here refers to all seven days of the week. But we'll see. We are using the word Shabbos, which has ramifications. But Shabbos here refers to all seven days. So the first seven days. He should not leave his house. Shniah. The second week of morning, Yaitzah, he leaves his house, Vini Yashim Kaima, he could go to Shul, but he should not sit in his regular place. Slishis, the third week of morning, Yaishavim Kaima, you could be in Shul, go back to your normal place. However, Ve'ino Medaber, you should not engage in your usual uh, discussion, your usual conversations that you otherwise would have. Meaning, usually people go to Shul, you say Shalom Aleichem, Gachabis, so on and so forth. So, it should be more of a toned down, social, uh, should be more toned down socially. Revius, the fourth week, then you're fine, you go to shul, you say hello, you can schmooze with people, obviously not during davening, right? But in the usual uh, interactive form. Reb Yudah and Reb Yudah says, he's going to argue and he's going to say, actually, the, everything gets pushed off one week later. Okay, so he says like this. We don't need to talk about the first week, that's Shiva. During Shiva, listen to this beautiful thing. He says, We know you're not allowed to leave your home during the first week. Why? Because everybody's entering your house to comfort him. And therefore, if people are coming to comfort you, what right, what business do you have to leave? So we know that if other people are there on your behalf coming to comfort you, it's only proper that you're home. We don't need anybody, we don't need a brysa teach me about the first week. So what's the whole chiddush of the brysa? What's the whole novel idea? He says the novel idea really starts in week two. So here we go. Says Rabbi Yehuda. Ella, rather, what's happening here? Shnia, the second week. in Even the second week you don't leave home. Shlishis, the third way. You leave home. You don't sit in your usual place in shul. And it's Revius. It's the fourth week. You can go back to your place, but don't socialize as usual. In the fifth week, you're just, like you're just like everybody else. Okay, so beautiful. Again, what do we have here? We have a brysa uh, stating week one, week two, week three, week four, with Rabbi Yehuda going ahead and explaining that what that really means is after you finish Shiva, the first week after Shiva, the second week after Shiva, the third week after Shiva, and the fourth week after Shiva. Period. Okay. Tanu Rabban and the rabbi learned, and that's why they are rabbis. Throughout Shleishim, it is forbidden for a man to complete his marriage with a woman to move in with her. 
within Shleishim. So you're obligated for 30 days. To, there's a, you're restricted for 30 days from remarrying. Okay? Or marrying initially. Mesa Ishtay, if somebody's wife dies, Asr Lisa Isha Acheres, you cannot marry a different woman. You cannot marry anybody else until you have three Yamim Taivim that have passed, which is so fascinating. You see from over here the importance of family during Yamtiv. Until a person passes over three Yamim Taivim, he hasn't fully grasped the loss of the spouse. And therefore, to allow Chazal teach us, to allow for this element of mourning that's necessary, it's not enough to wait just 30 days. You have to wait a full three regalim before remarrying. Rabbi Yudah says no. Regal Rishon Vesheni also, what this means to mean is that you don't have to wait for three complete Yom Tov. It means you, you can't marry before the first two. Shlish is mutter. But by the third Yom Tov, now he's mutter. It's allowed to remarry. However, here's a qualification. If let's say the original couple never had children and the wife passes away, mutter lisa the altar. Then you can marry right away. Because of bitul periyavarivya. Okay, you have a, a person has a mitzvah to have children, so you don't have to push off the mitzvah. And also, if a person has young children at home and unfortunately the wife passes away, mutter lisa la alter. You don't have to wait three regalim. You can remarry right away. Why? Because these children need a mother. They need somebody to take care of them. And therefore, you can marry even sooner. Maisa, in other words, this is so interesting because you see from this Gemara, the shikal hadas, the balancing of the pros and cons that are needed in various circumstances where if there was no outside factors, yeah, wait. Allow yourself to mourn. Besides for it not looking good. Right when you marry too fast, remarry too fast. But to allow you, a person, a, a person has to feel, go through an experience. Allow, and that's really so much of what we're going to see soon. And we saw yesterday about a Rebbe dying, a Nasi dying. We want the person to, to be able to experience the loss, the emotions of it. However, if there's other factors to take into account, my children need a mother. The, the, there's a midst of the Torah to have children. That overrides the importance of the experience. There was a story where Yosef Akayan's wife died, and he proposed to her sister in the cemetery. He said, I need you to take care of your sister's family. He's kind of telling her, he's proposing to her a marriage. He didn't marry her right away. Right? He waited time. He waited, it says, he waited at least till after Shleishim. That's what Zmamaruba is, at least 30 days. But you see from the story the importance of a husband slash father knowing that the, ch- the children need a mother. Milo Zmamaruba, Amrapapalacha Shleishmiyam. It means you wait 30 days. Now I just want to throw in something here that we should be thinking, which is, you know, this seems to, this halacha seems to pertain to a husband who loses a wife. What about a wife who loses a husband? So there we know that Allah is you have to wait at least three months because we want to make sure that we have the yichus of the family down pat. It takes up to three months, up to the third month um, for in case the, the woman is pregnant from the first husband um, for the pregnancy to show and to become noticeable. And therefore a woman is obligated to wait, to wait uh, three months uh, so that 
ultimately, if there is a pregnancy that shows afterwards, we will know whether this child comes from the first father or the second father as far as their yichus, their lineage, is concerned. Period. End of that discussion concerning remarriage. Okay. Or initial marriage when a person is in mourning. Tanu Rabban of the rabbis learn socially. For 30 days, you're not allowed to wear freshly pressed clothing. Nothing, you know, uh, spits. You know, you don't come in with like, oh, freshly pressed. Doesn't matter whether they were new or old. If it's coming straight from the cleaners, ah, freshly pressed, and Abel is not allowed to wear it. Rabbi Yemi, Rabbi says, No, the only transgression, the only prohibition, this is what we know, right? Um, is you're not allowed to have new fresh clothing. It's only forbidden to have new white clothing. But colored clothing is permitted even if it's new. And old clothing is, uh, is permitted even if it's white. Okay. Abaye, nofik begarda desar Abaye went walking around when he was in Avelos with a garment that was Sarbala. Sarbala um, over here seems to mean it was a plush material, like uh, longer hairs than velvet. Okay? So it was, it was a very uh, plush type of garment. Um, and Rava, because it wasn't white, so he held it was allowed. Rava nafik bechi mutzesaru misa sumakta. Rava went out with a with a uh, Roman hat that was red, chadati, uh, and it was also new. He held as long as it was colored. You're allowed to wear a new garment. Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Shimon, like the opinion of Rabbi Lazar, the son of Rabbi Shimon. Okay, so that's how that's how he passes. Period. End of that conversation. Now we're going to get into a discussion that's going to take us throughout Amud Base. And this discussion, as we introduce today, is as follows. We learned in the Mishnah that a yomtif stops a shiva, it stops a shloshim. Shabbos does not stop a shiva, does not stop a shloshim. And not only that, um, it's ola. It goes up, in other words, it counts towards the actual days of Shiva. Now, we're going to get into a very lumdisha discussion here. What's with Shabbos during Shiva? Am I in Shiva? I just can't show it? Or is it, there's no Shiva on Shabbos? What's happening here? Here we go. Shabbos is included in the, in the days, and it does not stop. B'nai Yehuda u'b'nai Galila. There's machlekas between the community of, from the area of Yehuda in Eretz Yisrael and the area of the Galil, the Galilee. Hani Amri, one community had the opinion, top of Amad Beis, yesh avelos b'shabes. There is avelos b'shabes. Yes, you are an avel. You're just not allowed to publicly show it on Shabbos. Vahani Amri and the other community said, ain avelos b'shabes. No, there's no such thing as Avelos on Shabbos. Now, what's going to be a nafkamina? Let's just talk outside for a moment. Let's talk to each other. What's going to be a nafkamina? Whether you hold there is or not. 
Nafkin is going to be, well, if I'm completely not an Avel, I could do whatever I want, even, even privately. But if I'm really an Avel, and I just can't publicly mourn, then it's going to be forbidden for me to, then it's going to be forbidden for me to do actions that require private mourning. Okay? Uh, for example, Tashma Shamita, having marital relations. That's a private event. However, if there's no Shiva, it should be on Shabbos, it should be allowed on Shabbos. If there is Shiva, I just can't do public warnings, then Tashma Shamita will be forbidden. Okay? Now, according to the opinion that there's a Vilas B'Shabbos, the Mishnah says, it's counted towards the day of Avelis. So you see, there is Avelis on Shabbos. He says, no. It says, it doesn't stop the days of Shabbos. Now, what do you mean doesn't stop? One second. If there is Avelis B'Shabbos, would I think it stops it? No. If, 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 if there's Avelis on Shabbos, do you need to tell me that it doesn't stop it? No, that doesn't make any sense. And therefore, from the fact that it told me it doesn't stop it, it must be that uh, it must be ain't Avelis B'Shabbos, otherwise there's no Chiddush so even though there's no Avelos, it still doesn't stop. That's how the Mandiyomar is going to understand it. Now in classic Gemara fashion, we're going to go back and forth and say, what does each one do with the other one's proof? It says in the Mishnah also that it's included in the days. According to you, there's no Avelos. Why is it included in the days? So Gemara says, no, Ayla doesn't mean it's Ayla, since at the end of the Mishnah, we, it's important to include the words that it's not counted towards the days of mourning. Tana Reisha Ayla. In the Reisha, it says it is counted towards the day of mourning. In other words, there's no proof from it because that word in classic Gemara fashion, we're saying the Gemara, a, a Brysa or a Mishnah likes to keep its words consistent for the sake of memorization so people can remember the halachas that it is sharing. But don't bring a particular diuk from the expression of the Rasha. According to the opinion, there is Avelis, there is mourning on Shabbos. Well, it says Shabbos doesn't cut it short. Why, if, if there is mourning on Shabbos, why would you tell me that Shabbos doesn't stop Avelis? Of course it doesn't stop Avelis. <laughs> you have Avelis even on Shabbos. It says the Gemara, same type of answer. Because in the Seifa, it should have said, by, by the Yom Taivim, it talks about um, being mafsik, stopping the morning, same type of answer. In the Reisha, we use the same expression, but again, don't be medayik, don't make any sort of particular inference from that word. Okay, very straightforward. Period. End of that machloikas acharein. Uh, end of the machloikas amiram. Okay. Says the Gemara. Let's say that perhaps there's a machoikas tanoim concerning the status of Shabbos during Avelis. Where do you find such a machoikas? See, here we go. If somebody has his dead relative lying in front of him, what this means is the person is an onim. The relative is not yet buried. What is the halacha? What is halacha? Person... Nabuch, close relative passes away. See, the relative's there, the body's there. What's, what are some of your halachas? See, here we go. We're going to get into the laws of what we know as onin. So, you should eat in a different house. It's inappropriate to be eating in front of somebody who passed away. They're, neshama, they're, they're aware of what's going on in the room. You're sitting there eating, there's a little slap in the face. 
little slap in the face that you're doing something that they can't do. In the Baisach, you don't have another house to go to. So go to your friend's house. In the Baisach, your friend doesn't have a house. Yeah, I'm assuming, I'm assuming this guy's got friends. Right? There's no other friend's house to go to. You should make, put up a mechitza, a divider, ten tefachim high, so now it's like you're in a different room, and that'll work. Let's say you don't have something to make a mechitza. So you should turn around. Turn around so at least you're not facing the body. You're showing that you're, you know, you feel, you, know, you gotta eat, you need fuel, but you're showing you're not doing this in a way of chutzpah. You're also not allowed to lean while you eat, which is more of a way of nobility. It's the wrong time to show nobility. And Ainin is not allowed to eat meat or drink wine. It's too much. But people eat meat, they get very involved in the meat. When people drink wine, they get very involved. And that's going to distract from the mitzvah, the obligation of burying. There's also no brachos. And also, you don't make a birchas hamazin. There's no before brachas, there's no after brachas. Now you're going to ask, what's the difference? Why do you got to say this? So we know that any bracha beforehand is a rabbinical obligation. There's only one bracha, which is biblical, uh, unless you say that birchas atera also is, but one birchas hanenen, a pleasure bracha, um, or birchas haida, <laughs> which is birchas hamazin. You had to thank the Rebbeinu Shalom on food. So that's why it says, you're not allowed to make a bracha before eating food, or even a bracha zamazan. Vayim is love. you can't be included in a zimun. You're sitting around with other, with, uh, other family members, you got three men to make a zimun, you cannot be included. You don't do any mitzvah saseh, right? You don't do any, any uh, you don't say shema, you don't daven, you don't put on tefillin, or any positive commandments that it says in the Torah. But on Shabbos, what do we say? Let's say a person is anointing on Shabbos, guess what? And this is going to be the focus. What about Shabbos? You could lean. You could eat meat and drink wine. And make a bracha. And a bracha achrein mavarech mizam love, and he can be included in the zimun v'chay b'kriyashon b'tfilo b'tfilin. Everybody's bothered. What's with tfilin? Some people take it out. Shabbos. You're not wearing tfilin. People take it out. Others. Other opinion is that Shabbos is like tfilin, or you could say we're just grouping it together, but we don't really mean tfilin. Okay. We don't do any positive commandments as an only when it's not Shabbos, but we do the, all the positive commandments. When it is Shabbos, once you're obligated in this list of mitzvahs, you're obligated in the entire list of mitzvahs. What does that mean? And Rabbi Yechanan says, The difference is going to be, Oh, that what? If it only is Chayav and all the mitzvahs of, of Shabbos. So now, Tashmish Hamita. You're not allowed to do. But according to Rabbi Gamliel, that every mitzvah, there's a chiyav on Shabbos, while we know there's a mitzvah for a couple to be together, even on Shabbos, and therefore, or it's particularly on Shabbos, there's a mitzvah for a couple to be together in general, and therefore, you could even have Tashmah Shamita on Shabbos. So says the Gemara, to bring this whole b'risa full circle, here's the question, isn't this the dispute of the b'risa? Demar Savar, one opinion is the original Tanakhama holds Yesh Avelis Peshabbos. There is Avelis on Shabbos, and therefore, 
um, there's not going to be Tashmin Shamita. Umar Savar Gamil holds, ain't Avilus Peshabis, there's no Avilus on Shabbos, therefore you still remain with your obligation of Tashmin Shamita. This goes back to the original, Lema Kitanai. Perhaps there's even a Machlaikas Tanayim about all this. Okay. To which the Gemara responds, Mimai, why are you making this premise that the Machlokas of the Brisa between the Tanakam and Rebbe Gamaliel is based around whether there's mourning on Shabbos? Again, the Nafkamina is Tash Meshamita. We're saying Tash Meshamita, oh, if you hold yes, Tash Meshamita on Shabbos, that means there's no Avelis. If there's no Tash Meshamita, says no. Mimai, don't make that assumption. Doma, perhaps. Maybe Tanakamo says that Tashmish that, Shamita uh, is allowed. It's only because you're an Onin. But when a person's already sitting Shiva, a person's already in Avelus, the Ain Mesai Mutlafanov, where the body is not in the same house as him, lie. Maybe it's not forbidden. Maybe it's, not, maybe it's permitted. Because the greatest grief is when the body's with the person. You're involved in the mitzvah of the, of the burial. Everything's fresh up. That's where it's going to be usher. But maybe by Avelis. It's a lower level. And maybe Tashma Shamita relations would be allowed. Or you could say as follows. And Yorika Sebring Gamliel holds that over there in the Brisa where he says you're allowed to have Tashma Shamita. Another way to look at it is maybe... Shiva is more, is more machmir than oni. Because when a person sitting Shiva, that we know there's, the, you already have the laws of Avelis. But until then, it's a whole separate category of laws. So when the mace is there, akati lochal Avelis alei, the laws of Shiva have not yet kicked in. Avol but over here, where you're ready in Avel, the Chol Avelis Alei, he already has all the halachas of an Avel. Hachanami will say that maybe Rebbe Gamliel will hold that it is Usr and Avelis is more machmir, is more strict than an Oni. Period. Bottom line. That was a quick comment base. But bottom line, what we're walking away with here is, we tried saying, the Machlokas Tanoim, about whether matter relations on Shabbos, is permitted or not, is dependent on whether you hold there's Avelus on Shabbos. And therefore we have Machlekes about, oh, is there Avelus on Shabbos? To which the Gemara is responding, no. That discussion perhaps has nothing to do with Avelus on Shabbos. That discussion is merely an argument over why you're not allowed to have marital relations on Shabbos as an Oni. That case was a case of owning. There's no shiva yet. Therefore, we have a machlaikas in the case of owning. One opinion is going to be, listen, when an owning has the body lying mamish with him, that is, that, that is much stronger than the laws of shiva. The grief there is so much higher that of course it's usher to have tashmish amita. Again, nothing to do with hilchas avelis. It has to do with hilchas owning. And the other opinion says otherwise. The other opinion says no. Until Hilchas Avelis, you're allowed to have marital relations. Right now you're a nine You're not a novel yet. Hence, bottom line, what we're walking away with is, we don't know whether the Machlaikas, between Tanakam and Rebbe Gamliel, 
is actually a machlekes about whether there is avelus on Shabbos. At, we're going to pick up Ezra on Matzi Shabbos uh, tomorrow uh, uh, with uh, with the next daf. But at this point, we don't yet know whether there's a real avelus on Shabbos. We know Shabbos counts towards the seven days, but we don't know whether you're considered an avel, just not publicly. Or whether you're not even have the status of an oval, and therefore anything in private, like marital relations, would be allowed. Gavaldik, we'll hold it here for today. And we everybody should have a wonderful, wonderful, fantastic Shabbos. Bezos Hashem. We will pick up from here on Matzi Shabbos at 7:15. We'll do 7:15 on Matzi Shabbos.